My name's John Downs. I'm the founder of the Centre for Fortune Zoology, and you're listening to Inside the Goblin Universe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Paranormal U. Network's Inside the Goblin Universe. My name is Ronald Murphy, and my co-host here is... Brian Bowden. Guys, hey, it's so <laughs> good to be back on you. I apologize. Let me let me apologize first sure. to all of our listeners out there for having to listen to a repeat show last week. What is going on, Brian, as what? you will know and will be able to reiterate, <laughs> is that it is summertime. Brian and I both have children. That's really not the prime prime problem. What the problem is, is summertime is also prime conference season. And I've yes. already had about four conferences this, this, this season so far. And um, so besides the kids and day camps and, and sporting events and Little League and everything, because I also I coach my son's Little League team, uh, we also have investigations and conferences that we go on. And that is one of the reasons, folks, why last week you had a repeat. But because we're always out there doing something, that means that we're going to be able to bring you new and exciting guests every week and let you know about what's going on out there in the world of the paranormal. So, so, so another interesting thing that I'm going to have to point out to you as well is that Brian and I will be making an appearance together at the Ocean State Paracon in, 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 in Rhode Island. What is the town in Rhode Island, my friend? It's slipping uh, my mind right now. Sure, no problem. I think it's Hayville. Uh, Rhode Island, but I'm going to go check that out, but it's July 15th through the 16th, and I'll get you the exact name um, and the city and the town that's there. It's a really beautiful part of the northwestern part of Rhode Island. Right, and, and if, if, if anybody uh, is up in New England, uh, because it's such a, a tightly congested area, you must be there for the Ocean State Paracon. There's no reason for you not to be there. And for those folks that have always wanted to go to New England and see a great conference, uh, now is the time to do it. Um, I will be a speaker there. I will be speaking on uh, the world of vampires yes. uh, because there was a famous vampire case up there with Mercy Brown uh, that took place in 1892. So I will be talking about uh, the, the world of vampires, and then Brian will be up there as well too i think we'll have a few shirts to give away brian do you think that's probably in the cards we're gonna have a couple for sale and then we're gonna be giving away a couple to the the fans and the first couple people that show up and you know buy a book get a shirt yep <laughs> and, and it's gonna be great i mean we're hoping to do something uh on air there as well too now of course yes. it wouldn't be live it'd be, be recorded but but my friends who are listening out there the reason why uh, Brian and I are so busy is we really want to provide you with the best show possible. We don't want to just give you something that's, you know, rewarmed in the microwave. We want to really present you with something unique week after week. Yeah, I'm, it, it, it's a pretty, it's the same old, same old a lot now. Um, you're probably going to get reruns here and there. But actually, the name of the town, before we go on, is Harrisville, Rhode Harrisville. Island. Harrisville. Harrisville. Right. And uh that that's it's very easy to find um plenty of hotels not that expensive it's a good area and if you get up there early enough you can go always go over to salem and uh, take a little bit of a peek <laughs> yep it's, um, it's about an hour and a half away to salem so yeah. i mean you're really in, in in the heartland up there for things that go bump in the night you know uh the the barney and betty hill uh ufo abduction took place uh in new hampshire not very far away from there right all if you want to do a conference and then a couple day trips to some really interesting places this is the time to do it it's right in the middle of summertime uh there is actually a you know Folks, remember, Rhode Island is called the Ocean State for a reason. Yep. So you have your beaches there, and you have great seafood uh, for those people that like that kind of stuff, which really you know draws me out. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. I am a fan of these conferences. I go to them even whenever I'm not speaking. Uh, and it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, they put on a great show. I know a lot of the speakers that are going to be in this particular uh, lineup this year. So uh, Jason Hawes uh, from Ghost Hunters, his daughter is going to be there. Uh, so there's a lot of good, fun information that's going to be shared. Plus, you're going to meet some 
great TV personalities. It's going to be a good time. So I tell everybody again, the dates again, Brian, go ahead. You're, you're, the, you're the guy that has all the information. <laughs> July 15th through the 16th, it's going to be on uh, Inside the Goblin Universe, the group on Facebook. It'll be on our website once we get it loaded. Um, but we'll also create an event so that people can get, you know, get information there if you want to add your friends and say, hey, let's get out there. It's close to Foxwood, so if you feel like gambling while you're out there, you can uh -huh. also do that on Monhegan Sun. But it should be interesting. It's got a rich history in the area. Um, but, you know, getting back to why we were doing this show, I mean, uh, life has thrown a lot of lemons lately to a lot of people, um, me included. We're not going to go uh -huh. into the full details of it. But uh, one of the people that we invited on here to the show, and I'm going to introduce her now, I know very well. You know her, too. She's not only a, a MUFON investigator, state investigator, she is, a, my opinion, the expert on drones relating to the subject matter and more. And she also knows a lot about the paranormal slash goblin universe. And Cindy Bailey Dove, welcome to Inside the Goblin Universe and joining us today because we're going to be talking about um, protecting yourself. Um, a lot of people don't, you know, run into these ghost uh, tours and they don't protect themselves and it's a bad idea. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? And thanks for inviting me on the show. Oh, it's oh we're happy to have you here, uh, Cindy. Happy to have you here. I think whenever I talked about us bringing uh, our, our listeners uh, unique shows week after week, this really kind of illustrates that point because a lot of people talk about going out there and doing ghost hunting, but nobody talks about how to protect yourself yes. whenever you're interacting with the world of ghosts or, you know, even Bigfoot or UFOs for that matter. These are things that can be very uh, difficult to get away from once they attach to you. Isn't that right, Cindy? That's absolutely right. And what happens when you're doing boots-on-the-ground investigations, where it be paranormal, crypto, or ufology, you open yourself up to this other reality, which basically is it invites everything in. And you have to be very careful. And there are a lot of paranormal investigators and ufologists that have quit the field because of this. Yeah. This is something that real people that do real investigations know about, but it's never spoken about really on any shows or any conferences. It can also be very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Right. That's yes. why... Yeah, I, I think when people watch TV programs, they go out there and they see people take out these little handheld things. You can even download them to your iPhone now, and you can interact with the ghost, you know, and they talk to you. You can get spirit boxes and such. But they really don't tell you that whenever you have this interaction, you are opening up a gateway between two different worlds. And sometimes the things that you open yourself up to, they simply don't want to go away at the end of the night. <laughs> right. That's absolutely true. I mean, this goes so far that I wouldn't recommend anyone to do this in their house with these apps over and over. You're just really inviting trouble in when you don't need it. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about these apps, and then people start investigating at homes, and you're right. Basically, the more you believe in this, the more you get reception, the more it's going to open up and come to you. So you shouldn't, even if you're an investigator of any of these fields, you should never investigate your own home. You don't want your home to be open to anything at all that you can bring in or bring back from investigation are just by messing around with it. This is the one thing I don't like about these apps because I can't tell you how many people have caught, got a hold of me and they're scared to death because they started playing with these apps. It's the same thing as people playing with Ouija boards over and over and over. These apps are apps and things are a type of Ouija board. Yeah, it, you know, right, if that makes right. any sense. It makes it, a ton it of sense. It, it does, and, and you know, it, but it's everywhere, right? I mean, we watch any kind of program on television, and they're using some sort of spirit box or sometimes even a Ouija board, and people just assume that if they see it on TV, they themselves can do it. Um, I, I remember speaking with one girl who, you know, had, had been interested in the ghost hunter programs, so one 
night, uh, her and her friends decided to take a Ouija board out into a cemetery, and uh-huh. they believed that they made contact with some entity, but she went back home, you know, and it was in the wee hours of the morning, and she was laying in the bed, and on her dresser, one by one, the hairspray started to explode, and then the moose <laughs> started to explode, and things just started to explode all through her bedroom, and she said, you think it's because something was brought back with me, and I said, absolutely, you know, the, the, the spirit boxes and, and the apps on the iPhone, they don't tell you, you know, they don't tell you about the precautions that you should take, so that is why Brian and I decided to bring you on in, because now let's get down to business and tell us, you know, what we need to do if we do want to play around with these things. Yeah. She, Cindy, okay, Cindy is Cindy is is my go-to. Cindy is is, is like a sister for me. Um, we've been doing a lot of stuff with investigations with each other, and I, you know, we working with each other. I trust her one hundred percent. And if I have a vibe, I, I immediately try to contact Cindy. We talk, um, and also if I'm, I have a question, I call her up, and she is probably another expert on this because of her many decades of investigating this stuff and experiencing these things. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, Cindy. Go for it. (laughs) That's okay. I want to bring that point up. If any time that somebody is going on any of these investigations and they get a gut feeling not to go, do not go. Yep. That That is number one because a lot of times investigators will get this feeling that they're not supposed to go, but they do it anyway. If you have this gut feeling, if you've got a feeling of dread, I don't care if it's the best investigation in the world. Do not participate in it. Yeah. Um, because that... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Well... Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, and the problem with this is, if you go on these investigations... Being scared or any way anxious is a disaster, okay? Because you have to go on these investigations with purified and have to not be afraid of these things. Because if you're afraid of this thing, this is when they really pick on you and try to scare you. Yeah. Um, no. Part of the, you know, when we do investigations, and Cindy knows this, um, and I, I, you know, I do investigations with, with a, a couple, di- you know, a different group, my own, my own investigations. The minute, and I've told people that we're, I've, you know, been going on investigations with, I said, if I get there, I don't care if I've been traveling 10 hours, 12 hours, and I just said, nope, I, my, my body's saying, don't go in there, I'm not going in. So, and they look at you like, you're strange. I, I'm not bowing to peer pressure. I have kids and a family, and I'm not bringing something back with me, and I'm not putting myself in that type of jeopardy. Um, it's gut feelings are big. You get a lot of um, mothers get gut feelings when their kids get hurt, and they're not there. You know, even if they're 40 years old, they're like, oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. So right. listen and, to that gut. That, that's the universe telling you that hey, this might not be safe. <laughs> uh, and, and you hear a lot of people that are deliberately going into places that had very bad vibes, like prisons or or all-time mental institutions, places where if there is any lingering spirit activity, it is going to be extremely negative and hostile. But these are the places that people seek out because they think that they're going to get some sort of stupendous reaction from from what's haunting the place. That's correct. And, And the problem is, These things can be very subtle at first. And what I'm talking about is the negative energies and things. Energy never dies, okay? And unfortunately, when you go into these prisons, you not only have to watch out for any any kind of attachment by entity, but by the, the negative environment itself. And what I mean by that is you come back to your home, and all of a sudden, you start fighting with your family, you start getting depressed, anxious, and really this this can seep into your whole home, and this is just the negative, terrible energy that is generated in that place besides the entities. So it's dangerous in both ways. And you have to purify yourself before and after you come back 
basically, though, anybody working in this field should be purifying their steps every night. Right. Every okay. night. We actually, I, we, I just had a conversation with Cindy about this, that, that if you are working in here, um, there's certain things we can, and we're going to go into it a bit, there's things that you can say and do that will help protect you um, from negativity, from from evil, from harm, from, you know, people that are, that are not out in your best interest. And you got to do it on a daily basis. Uh, there's plenty of people that pray, and that is one of the ways to, to protect yourself. Um, most often, that's what people do. But you have to envision yourself, if I'm correct, Cindy, like engulf yourself in like a white light, like a bubble. And it's like you're protected. And one of the greatest things in the world is Cindy this was telling me there's two ways, right, Cindy, um, to protect yourself, to go into a place and, and observe by putting yourself in this white bubble. But you have to envision mirror on the outside of the bubble. So you can see out, but anything that's looking at the bubble is seeing their own reflection. So if something evil's coming, it's going to just hit them right back in the face or whatever spirit they are. So you want to do something like that. You should also, in uh, with your family, in regards to kids and moms and dads, envision not only yourselves in these golden white bubbles of protection and say, I am protected, I have the Lord's protection um, always. Um, uh, no evil or harm can come or, uh, come or attach itself to me or my family. Envision everybody in your family that way and surround that with you wherever you go and do. And that's one of the things you can do on a daily basis to protect yourself. And Sydney, and, and yes. what, what are some of the other ways of protecting yourself? Not just from, and mind you, everybody, we're not just talking about the paranormal and the goblin universe here. There's a lot of bad things that happen on a daily basis throughout life. You get people that are angry. This could help you navigate life in general by steering you away from those people that are just, you know, bitter or this guy's angry or this woman's, you know, had a bad day. You don't want them coming, your, their evil or their negativity coming to you. So this is something we can do to protect us always. Yes. And it's very important right now, even people that have no abilities, these emotions, feelings, and energy will affect you. Because everybody's heard of, I don't want to go to that guy's house because he's depressing. Yes, I don't want to yes, go to this yes, meeting yes. because they're depressing. This is exactly what I'm talking about. It's not some hocus-pocus stuff. Everybody does this. I mean, this energy affects everyone. Yes. So, right now, I mean, we've got a very terrible environment in America, and the numbers bear it out of the many people that are having to go get treatment for depression anxiety, wanting to kill themselves, they, they're through the roof, these numbers. So this proves that this energy affects everyone. And you also, you, you know, you go to a party, if everybody's down, then you're down. You go to a party and everybody's having fun, then you're having fun. This is the exact thing we're talking about. First yep. of all, he's right. You have to protect yourself from people that have these emotions. And the way that you can do this is like I said, you envision yourself in the bubble, or you can also envision yourself with a brick wall, where you imagine that your whole body, your whole socket is being bricked in, top and everything. You could nobody can any of this motion, and when you quit dealing with these people, this also goes for people that are working in a workplace, where the workplace is very depressing. That. Everybody hates their job. This is very common now. When you come home at night, one of the parts of protection is power of positive thinking. Now, we heard this from the 70s. This is absolutely right. Not only do you envision yourself, and it only takes a few minutes when you're laying in bed, you also ask whatever deity, whatever you want to use, to lift any negative emotions and feelings from your body. Then you envision this white light and you say to yourself, only things that are positive, okay? And then you also say, I will not have any of these emotions around me. I will not let them affect me. This sounds crazy, guys. 
that this absolutely works. This is the same thing in the 70s when we had that big kick of the power of positive thinking. That's right, no self-affirmation, that's right. And, and you know what, I do not think this sounds foolish or even like a new age type of uh, phenomenon. I think this could really be incorporated into all walks of life. From a psychological point of view, you know, you attesting and, and, and telling yourself that you will refute any negative you know, elements that come your way, then that's giving you a really positive and optimistic outlook on, on not only you know, the rest of the day, but on the rest of your life. That's absolutely right. And especially in the times we've got now, I have never, I'm in my 50s, I've never seen, it's like there's a huge black cloud over this country, a terrible, and this is not one side or the other. I'm talking about everyone. Yeah. The hatred, the vilify, these people are absolutely getting sick. Besides the spike in depression, it's also a spike in people just having health problems. Yes, and, and, and it's global too, right, Cindy? With, it's, I mean, like, I yes, think it's it global. It is global. There's no doubt about it. And the problem is, in this environment, every single person has to. They cannot, uh, what's the word, they cannot retreat. They cannot let these thoughts, because what comes with these thoughts is, I'm not worth anything. And this is the energy you will get, despondency, depression. There are people getting divorced over this, families breaking up, not going to their jobs anymore. So... You have to reaffirm every night. You have to look in, and like Ron said, you have to say to yourself and make it firm. I will not allow this energy around me. I will not allow this energy. And say it in the morning and mean it yes. because that can actually protect you through the day. You can even do it during the day if you're having these terrible problems at work. I will not let this affect me. I will not let these people affect me. I will stay positive. And I will stay protected. One of the things I do suggest also is it, it's kind of difficult. You kind of feel ridiculous saying it. Go go outside, take a walk, and say, I will not let these affect me. Um, or say it in your head and say it over and over again uh, several times, and eventually you start thinking it's not crazy. You'll believe it. You'll start seeing the signs. Believe me, you will. When things start, like, you know what, he was he was in a bad way, and he was looking like he was gunning for me, but he just went right past me. And it'll trigger you con to continually do it. There's nothing wrong with doing it. Um, when you, you know, one of my, my children is very, <laughs> she doesn't let anything bother her, which I wish I had her attitude. I mean, 100%. It's that kind of attitude you have to have with you all the time. Even in the most frustrating situations, have it, and you will be protected. You know? Yes. It, it, go ahead. Go ahead, Cindy. Well, and it's also you. What the problem is is people are reacting. They're giving their power away. No one can upset you. No one can depress you. No one can make you angry but yourself. The guy that cuts you off in traffic, he's gone home and forgot about you. Yeah. You're bringing <laughs> the anger back to your family and only punishing yourself because you have given these people your power. Very you nice, are very in nice. control of your emotions. You are in control of your thoughts. No one else. And we got a whole country with the people that are reacting off each other, bouncing off each other. Instead of doing just like, and this is, this is nothing new. Well, I'm telling you, you're right, Ron. This has been around for decades, probably thousands of years. But you cannot let other people rule your life by causing you to have emotions. You have to take your power back. Like yeah. I said, somebody calls you a name, they're going home and forgot about you. You're ruining not only yourself, your family and everyone else, and you have given that person power over you. Okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, was, I was going to say that... Uh, uh, that's actually very uh, close to what uh, Buddhism stresses as well, too. That, you know, you can go ab around wishing people...
peace and love just through good thoughts. You know, there's a vibration to us all. And if we put out a positive vibration, everything around us will be affected as well. You know, and, and this was, you know, uh, so we're looking at something, you know, 2,500 years old. But, you know, even if, if, if you're a Christian and you want to think about that, you know, even Jesus says that, uh, you know, not to stress because we're not going to be able to uh, change anything. And if you go with a natural flow of things, then, you know, even the birds and the lilies of the field will be taken care of. And I think that that's one of the problems that we really have gotten away from, that all of our great religions and our great philosophies understand that we should not allow our feelings to have ownership over us. And you stated it brilliantly. I really think that you, if you don't have a book out, you should put a book out <laughs> uh, because I'd be the first one online. I mean, you could sell this as a self-help book or what, you know, whatever you want to market it as. But I mean, the idea of not allowing anybody to have power over you is, is you know, mind-blowing. And it's really that simple. But to extend it into the Goblin universe, also not allowing any kind of entity Right. To have power over you makes the same amount of sense. Right. And one of the things that yeah, we do in investigating is we, we the first thing we tell if when someone has like a, a ghost activity in a home or whatever, a spirit activity, we tell them, you say it out loud, and, but you have to own it. This is my house. You get out. You're not wanted here. You're not to be here. And you that's the first thing you tell people to do when you're trying to help somebody with a, with a situation. And that's part of that, you know, when you go into the Goblin universe, you state it. You are not going to hurt me. You're not attaching to me. You're not going to harm me, hurt me, or, or go anywhere near my family. And you mean it. You have to mean it. it, it there's a great movie uh, with uh, Roddy McDowell was playing a vamp, old vampire uh, slayer. I forgot that. Speaking of vampires, Ron. Um, yeah, Fright Night. Fright, Fright Night. Night. And he puts up this cross in this one scene in the movie. And the vampire comes down. And he goes, you have to believe. And he didn't believe, really. And the vampire came closer and closer. And then once he realized, I do believe, that's when the power came in. When, when you believe something and you are this positive and you're going into an investigation or you're, you have a ghost in your house or a spirit or something, they know you're not playing a game. Um, it's, it's something, it, you can see this in animals. When, when someone's a dog trainer and I've had a dog and they come in and you have a puppy and they think they're hot stuff, as soon as they meet the dog trainer, they just know there's a certain scent that comes off of these people. Like, don't mess with this person. You know, do what you're supposed to do. Be good. Otherwise, they're going to cause you a problem. You know, in, in the Goblin universe and when we go on investigations, this is the positive affirmation is the first thing we do. 100%. Yeah, Sorry about that, Cindy. That's okay. And that's correct. What, you, what he's talking about, you have to own your space, okay? These are actually interlopers they're trespassers right and once you own this space and you cannot be afraid these things will leave now and this is goes back to the investigations before when i said that you can't be afraid you can't go in investigations wishy-washy you have to go in i am in control here you cannot attach to me you have to leave and you have to be strong and you have to mean it. This absolutely 100% works. I have used this for years in people's house. Now, you can also clean house, cleanse houses. Right. Now, but after, if, if you don't, if the owner of the house or the person that's going on investigation is not firm and does not believe and is not using positive power, you cannot drop any type of energy out. And, and one of the reasons so why... This is, yeah, one of the reasons why we started this this program, and we and, and I wanted Cindy on here, and, and Ron and I were discussing it is, um, recently I've been getting a lot of messages on Facebook from from people that around the world. Uh, there's a gentleman in in Australia, uh, who who investigates Yahweh, and um, he was having an issue. He asked me as a paranormal investigator, what do you do to protect yourself? Uh, because he thinks that some people online were sending bad bad magumbo his way. And I went into it, and then I'll, I'll tell you right now what we do. Um, before, we, When we get to an investigation, after researching it and talking to the psychic, um, just to make sure what's going on, um, the first thing we do when we arrive there, whoever's going, has to be vetted first by the, by the person, our psychic, because if she, she or he feels they're, they're not worthy of it or they're, it could be put in danger, they're not coming. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. That's one. Two, when we get there... 
the first thing we do is we take out sage and we sage and smudge our equipment our bodies and while we're saying you know burning the sage and engulfing ourselves in all the all the sage smoke we're saying nothing but love and light can come near us nothing but love and light everybody says it we follow this by saying prayers now one person says st michael's another person i say a prayer for traveling uh, we've done ohms whatever you resonate with we all gather around together kind of like not holding hands but you know touching each other like like, like putting our arms around each other and we all say it and we we stress nothing is detaching to us nothing can harm us and nothing can hurt us nothing comes home with us and once we finish with the investigation we redo that same routine we smudge we say the prayers and we say nothing but love and light now part of this and i wanted to bring it up to you and some people may be looking for something here is talisman or amulets or something else that you can carry with you on an investigation one of the things that i use is kosher salt or sea salt um i don't know ron do you, when you do some of the paracons do you carry anything with you i know cindy you, know, you, you have stuff yeah too. you know i'm a roman catholic so i always have a a, a pair of rosary beads there on me go. at all times yes yeah, so that's one of the things but but before we move on i, I do want to ask about um uh the smudging and, and the properties of sage yeah. so many cultures you know uh, indigenous cultures uh have used the power of sage what is it about that particular herb that makes it such a dramatic and effective uh, cleansing tool? Well, for one thing, it's being a tool against um, evil, which, you know, the, there's a difference between evil and the negative, you know, vibrations or negative feelings for thousands and thousands of years because it works. You know, uh, why it works? It's the cleansing mechanism of that sage and also because sage has been used throughout the centuries as the cleansing tool it becomes the cleansing tool do you understand what i mean i i do i do yes yes yes, yes. that's exactly what's happened this is what now there are a lot of people that use different things to cleanse the house i only use sage okay because Sage has been reaffirmed re against illness thousands and thousands of years. So it's basically already a great shield. You know, it is a cleansing property already because of the basically mental thoughts and the rituals that have gone on through the centuries. Now, and that is why I recommend, there's a lot of different ways people are using other things, but I personally recommend sage. It absolutely works. And, and how would you, how would you house, go about saging yourself or your equipment? I, I mean, I, we, do, we know how to do it, but it, can you explain it to the listeners of the Goblin Universe? Well, when I'm saging myself, what I do is I make sure that this sage gets everywhere, in my hair, everywhere. And then I'm asking for whatever superior being you believe in. I personally am asking for God and the Holy Spirit to please protect me. Fill me with light, and that's how I say it. Keep all negative energies. You can actually feel your body getting much lighter when you do this. I mean, you can feel it immediately that you feel like that there's things lifted off of your shoulders, right? Yep. When you do the sage and things, though, you really have to believe it. It'll work to a certain point. If you don't believe it, it will still work. But you have to... Uh, with the sage, you have to shore up your light, the white light, love, and these type of vibrations, like Ron says, to be able to go out and resist and to keep anything that coming back to your home. Now, I would also, if I go to an investigation, personally, that is uh, very intense, I will also sage my house the next day. Yes. Just to be extra safe. And the way you can sage a house is there's several ways. I just take the sage, and I just so happen to have a bird feather. And you know what bird feather I use? Whichever one falls in my yard. So oh, I'm very not kidding, nice. So very I nice. Up, yeah. 
Yeah. I but, like this idea. I like where this is going because you're using things out of nature that's, you know, that's a naturally occurring thing, nothing artificially obtained. I like the way this cycle was progressing. <laughs> yes. I mean, you have to because the rituals in indigenous people until we, we became industrialized used nature. Mm-hmm. Nature can't is used for good and positive feelings. This is why we have national parks and things where people go, where people go walk in the woods. This is the reason for it. Human, as human beings, we have lost touch with nature. We are supposed to be one. Everything is one. We should be connected to nature, to animals. Because this is the problem now. We've been disconnected from all of these. This is where all of the depression, the anger comes in. Because on Earth, we're not living here separately from all the other, not only nature, but all the vibrations, all the animals. We're all here as to be as one. You have to go and you have to somehow reconnect with nature if it's just doing nothing but planting a little plant and putting it in your home. And the, all the indigenous people, all of them, they had a huge connection not only to nature but to animals and every living entity. Every living entity on this planet is important. We are no more important than a cat or dog in the scheme of things. We have just put ourselves over this, and the indigenous people knew this. And w- when we are not connected to this cycle of oneness, this is the problems we've had ever since we started being industrialized. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, well, going back to what... Oh, go ahead, go right. No, I was just going to say, what you can do is you can start looking at how the shamans for most of the indigenous people uh, act. And it usually involves sage and, and sweet grass. And they say something to the effect of, you know, they, they acknowledge the east and the west and the north and the south and Mother Earth. And, you know, this there's a reason for it and there's a reason for tradition that goes back thousands of years. So I didn't mean to, I just wanted to throw that in there. Well, and let me tell you if you want to clean your house. Just take some sage, and I'm serious. Um, I just, whatever, there's usually a feather laying in somebody's yard, and I'll pick it up, and I'll put it back to use when I do my sage, okay? A bird feather, whatever one I pick up. First thing I do is I light the sage, and I taste this feather, and I'm feathering the smoke out in every corner of your home, every single corner. And I'm saying... At this time, once again, whatever sphere you believe you believe in, whatever, if you just believe in love and positive life, that's all it takes. And you say, this house is filled with love and light from the Holy Spirit. No negative emotions, no negative feelings, no negative energies may enter this domain. And you just repeat this over and over and sage every corner. And believe it or not, you leave a little crack in a window. Yep. You have to leave energy a little, to, yeah. to release. Yeah, you have to, you have I mean, to leave this, something open this, to get the energy out, the evil out. And this actually works. I mean, not only do the Buddhists do this, but, you know, the uh, the Oriental people have been doing this for years. Feng Shui is doing nothing but I'm, what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's about keeping these negative emotions, these negative out of your home. They've been practicing this for thousands of years. It's just in the Western culture that we've lost touch with all these other cultures that are already doing this. Right. And Ron, being a Roman Catholic, one of the things that is essential in any type of service is the frankincense and myrrh. And they take the incense going around. That's part of the purification. People don't realize it, but they're purifying the space by taking the incense around yeah absolutely if you would go to an orthodox uh, uh church uh you know it's vital that they actually have the censor going at all times not so much in the roman catholic church anymore uh but if you would look at the altar the way it's set up the idea of having candles lit you know that to be a certain type of candle they have to be beeswax candles they have to be created from nature you know the the, the religions have never lost their identity 
with the natural world. And it's only we that have lost that identity. And that is a really sad commentary on, on how everything is going now. When we talked at the very outset of the show about um, allowing certain feelings to um, objectify us and take us over, well, that is basically what we have done as a human race. We have subjugated nature to the point that we no longer see value in it anymore. And I think that that is one of the reasons why there is such a breakdown. When we talk about why there are so many bad feelings out there in the world, well, we can't take a walk anymore because our woods don't exist every place. Uh, every time you look around, you hear chainsaws or see bulldozers. That is why... We are in this state of flux. I, I truly believe that. The reason why our show is popular and why so many paranormal shows out there are popular, why people want to step inside the Goblin universe is because we truly have lost our identity of who we are meant to be as the human race. And it's odd that we really find ourselves what we you know the the mirror that we are longing to look into is the mirror of the unexplained because now we don't have control over it anymore right and and taking that a step further with, the, with them cutting down the trees you know what people don't realize is and in the goblin universe we do there are woodland fairies there are woodland creatures there are these creatures that exist in certain spaces and dimensions that need these trees you're cutting down someone's house how do you think that's that person's going to feel? So you have to be yeah. considerate of what you're taking. You know, it looks like a tree to you because you can't see through third, sixth, seventh dimension or or minuscule on the ground. You just took down someone's family. That's right. And if everybody, if anybody out there is listening and thinks that this is a lot of new age, you know, uh, googly goop, you know, look at the Greeks. You know, a lot of the words that we use, like a dryad and a nereid, these are all very ancient words that precede, you know, the Christian faith by at least a thousand years. And, and if we go back even further, and we talk a little bit about shamanism at the outside of the show, when we think of the anim, anim, animism as, as nature is imbued with intelligences. That is from the very dawn of humankind, you know, and that is one of the things I think is so beautiful about the way we should look at the world that we are like 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 Cindy had said we are all interconnected we're not all there's nothing about individual individuality truly does not exist we can only be individuals as much as we would affect another person by our vibrations and wouldn't it be nice to put positive vibrations out there rather than being a conduit for negative energies being unleashed on the world. And, I, and that's one of the reasons I really like uh, Buddhism so much, is because the idea of being that positive vibration out there, rather than adding the negativity, really does touch me in a way that, you know, uh, very few other religions, you know, you touch me. Although I, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm ardently Catholic, but I mean, even that, when we look at the teachings of St. Francis of Assisi, who, you know, would go and even preach to birds because he thought that, you know, all of nature is connected to the divine from, you know, there's no difference between a man as there is a bird. We are all living things endowed with that God spark. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's what I was saying before. We are no different from an ant, anything that's living. But what's happened, mankind thinks that they have to have dominance, dominance over all of these elements. We have to tame everything. That's where the problem's coming in. Instead of living, in, like you said, on the same vibration in harmony with all the things on there like we're supposed to do, we're constantly trying to kill them. Yeah, yeah. The constant city, the constant, you know, if, believe it or not, in America, if they had not started this park back in, I think it was Roosevelt that did it, we wouldn't have a tree or a, everything yep. in this country would be polluted. National park when system. When we kill the, right, when we kill the earth, we kill ourselves. When you kill the animals, you kill yourself. That's a right. piece of you dies because we are all connected. 
and that is the teaching of, uh, of Chief Seattle, you know, if you think about the First Nations. Uh, so, I mean, so many different cultures from so many different times and places have stated the exact same thing. This is truly a universal truth. So I think whenever we are talking about how to protect yourself when dealing with a paranormal the first and foremost way to protect yourself is to understand that we are all united and that we can be positive uh, instead of negative. So we can use nature to be uh, to, to actually exercise the evil around us. Yes, that's absolutely right. And any kind of negative emotions, any kind of negative energy cannot stand positive vibration that is the way it is and so that's what I'm saying about you have to do whatever it is you have to do to make a very positive loving vibration when you go and deal with these things they will attack people that do not do this and nature is in a way to ground yourself if you get in the rat race and you know some people's minds just won't get out to ground yourself, you go outside, you try to let all of the problems go, you know, you do a little relax or whatever, you imagine that Mother Earth is pulling vines, vines around your legs, up to your waist, in your body, to connect yourself and ground yourself with Earth, with the Earth. Right. This absolutely works. One hundred percent. I can attest to it because I've I've worked I've done this with Cindy. <laughs> we've done this and we've worked on uh, grounding myself when we do investigations and stuff like that. Uh, another thing I think you can do also if um and and the person I, I was talking about on uh, 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 Facebook said um, his his mentor and the person helping him mostly said imagine you know you meditate and you're meditating over a, under a waterfall. And you're allowing the water to literally uh, splash and engulf all of you and spill away from you. So what you're doing is you're thinking positive. You're creating this bubble in this space. And you're, you're letting all the evil and negativity wash off your body. And then right. you got to think positive that way. Water is a very big cleanser. When I do an investigation, I go out. We investigate. We do. You know, we protect ourselves 100%. But the first thing I do when I get home... I literally stripped down to nothing. Birthday suit. That's where I am. I put all my clothing in a plastic bag, tie it up, and I shower. And I literally cleanse my entire body, head to toe, cleaning it with soap, say, you know, and thinking, you know, I'm washing off anything that's negative, and that's that's how I, I do not go to sleep. I don't know how, how, no matter how tired I am, and I've been very tired in these investigations. I cleanse myself, and I'll tell you what. I feel better the minute the water starts hitting my body because whatever may have been around or lurking knows it's out. It's gone. And that negativity, that oppression or that pressure, the same type of pressure when you know a storm's coming, it just disappears. And And isn't it odd, too, that, you know, water is a very natural element you know it's one of the prime elements it's a universal solvent mm-hmm. um and it's a part of so many you know you you did it quite eloquently talking about how uh, purification rituals around the world involve water and that is very very true um it, it just kind of washes the bad vibes away you know it oh, takes yeah. it away from you so it carries it off it's our life yes. force that's right it's where we came from well and that also goes into the theme of nature are things that are natural yes because water is natural it's a large element that we have to have and this you have to use part nature we have to connect ourselves to nature and you must always have positive thoughts positive vibes be protected by these but this is, once again, Brian, you're talking about what's been done for thousands of years, 100%. purification with water. Yes, one of my studies that was absolutely. indigenous peoples, and, and that is a primary, that's that's part of the baptism, too. If you want to get into multi-religions, one of the reasons you baptize yourself is to cleanse your soul, cleanse your spirit. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's everywhere. It's in, in almost every 
uh, indigenous culture, especially within the United States of, of the uh, of the nations that have been here well before uh, the Westerners, you know, decided to take a, a boat trip. Um, but another thing that, that that it's very interesting. I was talking to one of the investigators, and he mentioned that um, he had a a, a, a coworker that that can't, comes from Africa, and one of what they said when they found out he investigated this stuff is that when they go any place, anybody, like even family, before they go, they sage themselves. Before they enter that house, they sage themselves. Yes. Which was odd. I was like, why are you doing that? He goes, because there's always negativity everywhere, and even with family, and we're not going to have any of that. We're going to protect ourselves from that. So, That's absolutely yep. right. Yep. Yeah. Is there a better sage to use, Cindy, in your opinion, than others? I mean, I've seen desert sage for sale. Uh, you know, I've seen you know so many different types of silver sage. What would you recommend? And is there better sage for for different circumstances? Well, I mean, you can use, you know, to me, just the regular sage will work if you have something that's not too too bad or you you know you're really in a bad not in really really bad place but to really if you're really in a bad place you're really gotten bad i would use the white sage white sage white yep. sage okay yes the white sage because the white sage is the most purifying of all these uh, the other sages okay 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 the white sage will purify i mean that white sage will basically get rid of everything okay mm. It is, um, it's, uh, the sage, white sage is basically also been used for thousands of years. And it's very funny because these things, when you light them and you go through these rituals, you actually cause a vibration, a positive vibration, a, um, I'm protected. You can't, because, because I'm protected by whatever. I mean, you can just do it with positive thinking. But you use the white sage, the white sage will basically get rid of anything. Yeah. It also, if you want to constantly, if you're working, I mean, it's, it, it sounds like a lot of trouble, but if you're working in a very, very negative place, I would recommend doing white sage every night and then taking a shower. It doesn't take that long, guys, maybe five minutes at the most. Now, most of the people's objection to it is the smell. <laughs> well, you can use sweet you know, grass I mean, at I, that point, too. Yes, you can. If somebody doesn't like the, the smell of sage, Brian's right. You can combine it. And mostly what this comes down to, it, there are all many, many tools you can use by all different cultures. It's what you believe. Yep. If you believe this will happen, if you believe that, that um, you are strong, that you're protected, it doesn't have to be the same ritual because what he's talking about every every indigenous every people besides Western people do this, and they all have different tools. You can even incorporate your own tools if you want to take something from Buddhism. If you want to take something from the African religions, yes, you can do this. Whatever works for you. To get on this vibration, use it. Yes, and, and I just want to, you know, one of, the, one of the things we're coming up on, on closing on some time, and we've got a lot more to talk about. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call it right now. We're doing another show. We're gonna continue this next week. So stay tuned on this one, but continue going, Cindy, with the candles. Yes, um, you don't have to. I mean, you do. What the best candle to have is a natural candle and white. White is the color of purification. This is why white candles through your home, they, it actually, and, and Ron's right, if you can't get beeswax that's natural, I mean, just get a white candle, unscented white candle, put them through your home, and imagine this white candle, just this white light. What you're doing is you're shining a light in darkness, okay? You're showing these lights. You imagine these lights, and what it is, you're shining a light, a positive light on the negativity. 
You're shining a positive light on anything dark and secret. Yep. This absolutely works. Works it's because a, this is a represent, representative of basically we are all looking for the light. Right. And you could say it's the light of God if you if so choose to believe in whatever the religion may be and whoever the leader or the, the, the prophet or what you 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 know you you worship it's it's like turning on the well, you know they always say when you turn on the lights what happens the bugs scatter because that's how powerful it yeah. is the sun is always a a a powerful tool um spending actually 15 minutes in the sun on a daily basis also can protect you um it washes over your skin and your body and it does leave a protective ring it's called a tan be careful though <laughs> um, <laughs> you do not want skin cancer at this point but um that helps you out um, tremendously. I, I also inc incorporate when I when I do things. Um, I go out and I and I I've purchased a sea salt. Um, I use personally kosher salt um, because of of the, the strictness in the pre pre preparation of the product. Um, and I carry it. A great thing to help you to protect you and your family. Just sprinkle a little bit in your pocket or in your shoes, um, in your car. Just a little bit around, and or you can carry a you know a little bag of it. Be careful with the bag. It's white, and you get pulled over. You're going to be doing a lot of explaining. Um, <laughs> and and that's what everybody says. Like, wow, that looks like. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'll explain it down the line. But it works. It doesn't go away. Salt is a huge protection. Again, going back to nature. This is all, all natural. Um, they've been using it for millennia. Um, I think even the Greeks used it. So put a little salt in your pocket. And and I'm going to throw this out there, too, if it's all right with everybody. Um, I'm challenging everybody listening right now to try this for a week. When we come back, you can email us at questions at Inside the Goblin Universe and let us know how you've been doing and what has changed and what hasn't or if you've seen an improvement. I will almost wager the farm. Everybody's going to come back like, you know what? I thought it was hokey or whatever, but I did it. And holy cow, um, everything was great. It was a great week. I guarantee it. So prove me prove me correct. Go out and try this. We got about three think, minutes, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's a shame because we do basically have to end right at the very beginning because we just got to the point of uh, of smudging and the point of candles. So much more to go on because I want to talk about amulets. I want to talk yes. about uh, incense. I want to talk about certain types of prayers and incantations. So, you know, we would love to have you on again next week. Uh, Cindy, we, we, we love this walk so far inside the Goblin Universe with you, but we really have to go a little bit further down this rabbit hole. Oh, that would be great with me, guys, just any time you're ready. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. So I'll tell you what, Brian, you know, in, instead of going on anymore, I think this would be an excellent time uh, to sign off. And, you know, if anybody has any questions, feel free to go inside thegoblinuniverse.com and ask any kind of questions that you might have for our guest, Cindy, who has proven herself to be a very knowledgeable guest. Um, you know, and we really want to hear feedback from our listeners. I think that it's good to have, uh, but, you know, any questions between now and next week, feel free to uh, submit it to, uh, to Brian and I, and we will ask uh, our talented psychic here. And uh, or I, I guess, Cindy, psychic is probably the wrong word. How would you describe yourself? Well, you know, it, the, the, psychic is kind of a catch-all word. Right, right, right. But, you so, know, just like any other... Well, I'm actually a media. I mean, a I'm media. sorry. I'm actually an empath. An empath. And... You know, what psychic abilities are like anything else. You can play baseball, that don't make you a base, major league player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and people have to remember this. They've gotten their mind as somebody psychic that means they can do everything, which is absolutely not true. You can have a psychic ability, different abilities from 1 to 10. Right, and you're just in tune. You're more in tune and open up to certain aspects of things. It's, it's, you know, it's like having a really big antenna that no one can see. But um, we're getting close to that, that mark where we kind of have to go. Um, so 
Ron, it's it's you. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey, guys, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate our guest, Sydney, for uh, being on the program and all the listeners out there that have listened to uh, the Paranormal UK Network's Inside the Goblin Universe. I'm Ronald Murphy. Until next week, my friends. Join the Outer Limits magazine at the Freedom Centre, Preston Road Hull, on Saturday the 9th of September 2017, when we shall present a conference titled 70 Years of the Modern UFO Era, featuring the very best in British paranormal investigators, researchers and authors. From Hull, Mike Covell will look back at over 70 years of ufology, highlighting some cases going all the way back to 1801. Bridlington's Paul Sinclair with his lecture on the still-developing Wilsthorpe Blue Saucer incident. Following our lunch break, Russ Callahan will present a video reappraisal of the last 70 years of ufology. Associate Outer Limits magazine editor Malcolm Robinson presents UFO hotspots from around the world in this new for 2017 presentation. Our headline speaker is Philip Mantle, the former director of investigations for Bufora and a former UK representative of MUFON, presenting a review of his almost 40 years of investigations. Don't miss the never-before-seen film of a possible Roswell UFO incident witness, featuring a former US deputy sheriff who claims he witnessed bodies at the site. Tickets are only £10 each and available from the Outer Limits magazine website. You can find the link to this on our Outer Limits magazine Facebook page. Or simply email theouterlimitsmag at gmail.com to receive the link. All this for only £10 each? What are you waiting for? Don't miss out. Tell your friends too. Come and be informed.